Talk of the Town is a public service program produced by Midwest Family Springfield, airing Sunday morning on 92.7 WMAY, 98.7 WNNS, 97.7 WQLZ, and 102.5 The Lake. The mission of the show is to provide you with new information on the great organizations and great people in the Springfield area who work hard to make things easier for others throughout our community and to make Springfield a better place to live. The intent of this program is to be timely, topical, to entertain, and to inform. Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is, of course, Talk of the Town, and this is, of course, your host, Trent Nelson. Happy days are here again on this Saturday morning. We got a great lineup out ahead of us today. We have Caitlin Bostick of the Girl Scouts of Central Illinois. She came down to talk about the ongoing Girl Scout cookie season. Everybody loves a good cookie as I make light of during the interview. And they're delicious, but cookies in this circumstance provide so much more than just satiation. They provide a future and an education for these girls in so many ways, and Caitlin goes into it wonderfully. Then we have Tina Prather of the United Way of Central Illinois. She stopped by to talk about the mission of the United Way, but also about a very special number that you can learn more about anytime, but uh, particularly this Sunday. We know the Super Bowl is dominating this Sunday, but there's time in your schedule to learn a bit more. And With that being said, we have Jim Watts of Impact Life. He's down to talk to us about blood. Uh, It's his favorite topic. It's one of our favorite topics. Everyone has to give. If everyone gave, then we would never be in a blood crisis scenario, yet we often are. And it is important to remember that giving the gift of life is a priceless present to everyone who is, in fact, present. So really wonderful episode of Talk of the Town coming up. So why don't you grab some coffee, perhaps a waffle or some type of breakfast food uh, and get ready because this is Talk of the Town with your host Trent Nelson. Let's go. Talk of the town. This is your host, Trent Nelson. Good morning, good morning, good morning. We know from personal experience that the best thing to talk about as soon as you get up is, in fact, cookies. Cookies are the best thing to talk about, perhaps even after you've sufficiently woken up. In the middle of the day, it's great to talk about a good cookie as well. And here to talk about something greater than cookies, but including cookies... We have Caitlin Bostick of the Girl Scouts. Such a pleasure to have you with us this morning. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. The pleasure is absolutely all ours. We love community endeavors. We love community institutions. Certainly, the Girl Scouts are a community institution, a pillar of so many areas, but of course, particularly our own That's the one that we live in. Caitlin, would you tell us a bit about you, a bit about your history with the Girl Scouts, and uh, and tell us what brings you down to hang out with us this morning? Absolutely. Um, So I'm Caitlin Bostick. I've been with Girl Scouts of Central Illinois for a little over five years. 
I'm our director of grants and United Ways. So I get us a lot of public funding for our programs. When we talk about Girl Scouting, we think of troops in camp, but we do um, outreach programs in schools and other things like that that um, really require public support to keep going. So I am down here today making sure everybody knows that cookies are coming out into the community, which is another big thing that People see the cookies, they know the cookies, but they don't know everything that goes into it and everything that it provides for the girls and the community through that sale. It's absolutely massive, and thank you so much for your dedication and hard work, Caitlin. We appreciate you very, very much. We have to ask you, as much as we could, just yammer on about the best flavors of cookie. There is a much more worthwhile question I'd like to ask you, and that is, as you noted, they see the badges, they see the vest, they see uh, perhaps the cookies and the lovely parents sitting out at the tables for long periods of time selling cookies. But what do the Girl Scouts teach these young women, uh, teach these girls about? uh, And what does the cooperation of the community provide for them? So when we get into Girl Scout cookie season, it's actually the Girl Scout cookie program. And I would say for at least the last month, girls who are going to participate, girls as young as five and as old as 17, have been working on things like budgeting, marketing plans, sales strategy, business ethics. They really create a business for six weeks with the intention of selling out, selling all the cookies they can. So they're learning these really foundational life skills that are going to serve them in their careers and their adult lives. So that's the front end. We see that, then we see the cookie sales. When those girls are setting those goals and setting their budget, 100% of the net profit from cookie sales stays local. So it stays with the girl who might have set a goal to earn enough money to take herself to an archery program or a robotics program or to go away to camp for a week and ride horses. And then the troops a lot of times will set goals too, and that might be to go to a program and learn those things. A lot of times they'll set a goal to raise money to give back to another community organization. So they might set a goal to use their money to buy things for a local animal shelter that needs them or a food pantry or provide some other community service. So when you buy that box of cookies, you're, of course, getting those cookies, but you're also really investing in that girl, that troop, and the community at large. Absolutely brilliant. And we can close our eyes and we can see young people making these plans, typing them up on the Google Docs or the Microsoft Word. We can see it. Business ethics is a remarkably, uh, that's a whole nother discussion in and of itself. One thing I can say concerning that, however, is that while the girls are certainly acting as ethical as possible as they sell their wonderful cookies. I suspect it is an ethical quandary for more than one individual how to say no to <laughs> to so many different wonderful flavors of cookie, so many different wonderfully kind young individuals doing their best to, as you know, make an impact on their communities, on each other, on themselves, and on, of course, their future. When we invest in the present, we do our best for the future. Now, Caitlin, this has absolutely been fantastic, and I'm hungry just talking about trying to help the community via cookies, but would you tell our listeners who want to participate, who want to help, who want to donate or or provide assistance in some way, how can they do that? Where can they find more information, and where can they order cookies? So if you know a Girl Scout, you might have already received an email 
or seen something on social media that will have a direct sale, a link to her digital page where she's doing digital sales. And you can get them direct shipped to you or you can opt to have the girl deliver them if you're local. But the in-person sales and the delivery of those cookies starts February 2nd. We also do cookie booths. And you can go to our website, getyourgirlpower.org, to learn all things Girl Scouting. But also we have a cookie booth locator. You punch in your zip code, it'll tell you where and when to find cookies close to you. That is absolutely dangerous. That is the least (laughs) ethical thing I've heard during this discussion. Caitlin Bostick of Girl Scouts, thank you so much for spending some time with us and uh, and teaching us a bit about how we can assist all of the wonderful innovations that the girls of our community are doing. Good luck to them and good luck to you. And we look forward to seeing you soon. Will you come back and hang out with us again? Anytime. Thanks for having me. Pleasure is all ours. Talk of the town. This is Trent Nelson. Go out. Do yourself a favor and order some Girl Scout cookies. Support the children and support your blood sugar levels. Talk of the town here with your host, Trent Nelson. Good morning, good morning, good morning. And, well, we speak with a lot of absolutely marvelous institutions on our programs, but today is a real treat. We have the pleasure of speaking to Director of Marketing and Communications for the United Way of Central Illinois. Her name is Tina Prather, and we're so thrilled to have her on this morning. How are you today, Tina? Thank you. I'm good. Thanks for having me this morning. The pleasure is absolutely all ours. Before we get to 211 Day, which is just a stone's throw away, which we'll dive into greater detail in just a hot second, would you tell our listeners, Tina, if they're not familiar, maybe... They have been sleeping, not so sure. What exactly does United Way do? A lot of people just have heard of United Way or maybe have volunteered with our day of action. We mobilize communities so that everyone everywhere can thrive. Our goal is that everyone has access to what they need to live their best lives. We do that through four main pillars here in central Illinois. We promote financial stability and basic needs. We advance education. Uh, We fund programs throughout the communities that we serve in order to make sure that everyone everywhere is able to have the stepping stones to live and thrive in central Illinois. Powerful stuff. Really a testament to the dedication of the United Way. We really appreciate the great, marvelous, and truly proactive vision. Not only across Springfield, but across, of course, the greater state. But you guys are active all across the country. And Yeah, country and worldwide. We have the hyper-local focus. We have local staff, local volunteers that are boots on the ground. And so many wonderful things that you all get into and also, as you just noted, could be doing. But we'll get into what the future holds uh, before we let you go today to Sunday's 211 Day. Would you explain what that is and how people can participate? Yes, yes. So 211 is a three-digit helpline that is a non-emergency version of 911. So you know of 911 for when you need emergency responders. You know of 988 if you have a mental health crisis going on. This is another three-digit phone number to keep in your back pocket. It provides resources where if you're looking for utility assistance 
or maybe you have housing questions. Maybe you need to know where you can go in between housing or need something, some sort of assistance with financial bills. Maybe you need some mental health resources on a broad spectrum. Maybe it's not a crisis, but maybe you just need some health resources. Anything that doesn't require emergency assistance, uh, you can call 211 and they have all of the nonprofit resources here in central Illinois at their fingertips and they can answer any questions that you might have and provide those resources for you. Another three-digit number, absolutely brilliant. We will keep that in our back pocket, but how can people enjoy 211 Day? Yes, yes. So 211 Day, I know that there's other things happening this Sunday, um, some sports thing that might be going on as well. Say what? But, um, I know, I know. Um, I hear stories that there's something else going on, but we're excited about 211 Day, and really, you can... I just encourage you to learn more. That's what we're hoping that people do on this two-on-one day, whether you're calling in or whether you're just sharing the resource with other people. Last year, we had over 4,500 people call two-on-one in central Illinois, which is a huge amount, but I know the need is much greater, and I know that people um, out there don't know about two-on-one, and so that's my hope is that if you're hearing this, that you are um, an advocate for United Way and for 211, and that you're sharing this resource with others, even if you don't need it yourself. So um, while you're um, possibly um, eating some nachos or some wings this Sunday, um, maybe spread a little bit of awareness about 211. Maybe share a little bit to the people who you're um, enjoying some time with, because who knows who might be struggling or who might need a little helping hand. And that's what 211 is really about. You heard it here first, folks. There might be something going on this Sunday. We will do a bit more research to get you the details. But while we do that, 211 Day is also this Sunday. And along with Tina, the host of this program, encourages everyone to spread the awareness. 211 is another fantastic resource along with 911 and 988. We are getting all of the three-digit numbers that we need to be healthier, safer, and more positive in 2024. And we certainly appreciate the United Way of Central Illinois and our lovely guest this morning, Tina Prather. Thank you so much for coming down and spending some time with us. Before we let you go, however, would you tell our listeners where they can learn more information about the United Way and how they can participate in ensuring that all children have a positive chance going into the future? Yeah, definitely. So you can find us online at uwcil.org and on all the social media channels. So check us out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, we have a lot of local stories that you can check out on there. Twitter, LinkedIn, all of the above. So find us online, follow us so that you can stay updated on everything United Way is doing in your community. You heard it here first, folks. There are endless ways to learn about what the United Way is doing, and we are merely one of them. Tina Prather, will you come down and spend some more time with us soon? For sure. For sure. This has been great. Thank you so much. Absolutely. The pleasure is all ours. Talk of the town here with your host, Trent Nelson. Go out and spread the word about 211. Spread the word about the positive things that the United Way of Central Illinois get into. And if you like it so much, maybe you can participate too. Talk of the town here with Trent Nelson. Good morning. What a lovely morning. 
It is in the neighborhood. Uh, so lovely, in fact, that we've got to talk about blood. Right. Always a curveball when we do that. But it is useful because we all have blood in our bodies. If not, I suggest going to the doctor if you can. As it relates to blood, though, we always need more of it. Uh, the body produces enough blood to sustain us. For some, however, accidents, surgeries, other unforeseen consequences and things, they require blood. And... As always, we have Jim Watts of Impact Life with us to talk about blood. Continue that conversation that we have every so often. How are you this morning, sir? Good morning. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, as usual. Well, we're always happy to have you. Glad to see that you are still full of blood, as am I. We need everyone to be, though, sir. We do. And, and, and you said it right. Everyone has blood, right? And, and so we need people to come out. Less than 5% of the population donate blood. And... If everyone came out and donated two times a year, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have a job, you know, in promoting blood blood donations, which is okay because we just need people to come out. 5% of the population, for those who prefer fractions instead, that is 1 in 20 people. So if you see 20 people today on your journey, including yourself, only one of them, and it might be you, <laughs> is donating blood. What can we attribute this to? Surely it's not only that people are not always sure of their statuses to donate blood. Yeah, I, I think part of it is always that assumption that someone else is doing it, that oh, if I really need it, it'll be there. Or perhaps people don't think about it at all, right? Uh, a lot of times when we have people come in and, and share stories with us or who are really big advocates, it's because they know someone who's received a blood product or they themselves have or, you know, someone along the line. So when it really impacts someone, and, and let's look at it, right? Sometimes we don't notice things in the world unless they impact us. But that's part of my job is to come out and talk with fine folks such as yourself about why we need people to come out and donate blood. Well, we are fortunate to know such lovely fellows as yourself, as well as shout out to Tara Matheson. She's not with us today, but she's always an advocate for blood. And and uh, I'm remembering uh, during our last discussions, uh, to your point, you brought up an older woman who donated blood for the first time because her grandchild asked if she would bring her and go with her to do it. And you hear a story like that, and it really does allow for what you just said to resonate, that some people just aren't thinking about it. Yeah, absolutely. And there's no, there's no, I mean, you can start donating blood at age 16. Other than that, there's no requirement before coming in. So even if you've never donated before and you're 50 years old, 60, 70, 80, there, there's no age limit on it, right? You can be a first-time donor with us. You know, if you have questions about the process, you know, feel free to give us a call. I, I think a lot of people uh, assume that the blood will be there or maybe they're maybe they're anxious about the process. Right. Or, or maybe they're sure. just not sure what to expect. And so they just avoid it. So, you know, to, to give a, a little recap of, of what we do. Right. So you can find us online at bloodcenter.org. Find a spot that's convenient for you. You know, we have mobile blood drives or we have our donor centers, you know, in Springfield on, on Wabash, um, Indicator on West Main. Make an appointment. Come in. You're going to give us your ID. We're going to go through a questionnaire, make sure it's safe for you to give blood. We're going to give you a mini physical, check your blood pressure, your hemoglobin, your temperature, and then we're going to get you to the bed. And the actual donating blood process is about 10 minutes. And, you know, we, we hear all the time, well, I'm, I'm, I'm scared of needles or I don't like needles. Well, no one loves needles, 
right? You know, I was gonna um, say, who, <laughs> find me the person who's like they're my favorite. Right, right. And, and so what I tell people is, is think about the person on the other end and who is on the other end. So the person receiving blood is someone who was just in a car accident. You know, maybe they had uh, an organ transplant. You know, to to get a heart transplant, you're looking at like 40 units of blood that are needed for something like that. Maybe it's it's a new mother who's given birth and something went wrong during childbirth. Maybe it's uh, part of a, a cancer treatment where they're getting red blood cells, uh, platelets, or maybe someone's getting plasma. You know, all these are the different things that people need blood for. And uh, we say about one in seven people coming into the hospital are going to receive some type of blood product. So only one in 20 are giving blood, and yet one in seven who head to the hospital with some malady or issue are going to need blood. And of course, it is always easy to perhaps be a bit cynical and say, it'll be there for anyone who needs it if I need it. But as we also touched upon during our last discussion, sir, if everyone donated blood, you wouldn't have a job. But we would have a lot of blood. We would have plenty of blood. And you know, that's okay. I'm sure I could find something else. You heard it here first, folks. Jim Watts cares more about blood than his job, even though his job is, ironically, blood. So, with that said, you also touched upon the fact that people can go various different places to donate, whether it's mobile, whether it's fixed. Mm -hmm. But I'd love to touch upon something else that you mentioned, right? Mobile blood drives. And we talked about it last time briefly, and we're going to get into it a little bit more this time. What are, in fact, some of the benefits, not beyond, obviously, getting blood, the gift of life, to our community. Mm -hmm. What can an interested business or group that's thinking about some type of, I'd love to do some type of team building, some type of philanthropic exercise, uh, tell, tell us what they should be thinking as it concerns hosting a mobile blood drive. Yeah, so you know, obviously we know a lot of businesses take a look at what can they do for the community. Certainly a lot of great organizations in town, right? Uh, you know, people, campaigns for United Way, just many, many great organizations out there. Absolutely. And, and great have those because um, we want your blood, right? <laughs> um, but we can come out and it's really it's more convenient, you know, for us to come out uh, to your business or if you live, uh, maybe you work in Springfield, but you live in Chatham or Rochester, you know, we have those mobile locations in the surrounding communities so we can make it easy for you to come out. Or, or maybe you have a business in, in town and you want to have us come out. You know, before the pandemic, uh, we'd have three or four mobile blood drives out a day. Now, a lot of people are working from home, which is understandable, but we can still figure out a way to do a mobile blood drive, right? We can still come to the office. You know, maybe we used to collect 30 units of blood and, and now maybe we're going to collect 15, but maybe we also do something where people can travel into the donor center. Or maybe they just give at their local blood drive out at the library in, in Rochester to count towards that company's blood drive or, right. or whatever the case may be. We still need people to host blood drives. A lot have come back. And, and don't get me wrong, we have so many great partners in this community who are hosting blood drives with us. Uh, I, I don't want to mention any specifically because I would be leaving so many out. Of course. Uh, but there are a lot of great businesses out there. And we just need more. We need more businesses, churches, schools, whatever group you're involved with. Reach out. Let's host a blood drive. You are here first, folks. Reach out. Let's host a blood drive. Now, we're going to take a quick commercial break here on Talk of the Town with Trent Nelson. And then we're going to come back and we're going to discuss, before we let Mr. Jim Watts of Impact Life 
head out for the day. How hosting a blood drive can actually uh, be both altruistic and a bit selfish. Okay, let's not feel bad about that. We're going to be right back, and we're going to talk to Mr. Jim Watts more about that. Catch you in a second. Talk of the town here with Trent Nelson, and we are, of course, here still with Mr. Jim Watts of Impact Life. He has not ran away since our commercial break. And over the first half of our chat, we had the pleasure of discussing why donating blood is so necessary. We discussed the various different reasons why people need blood and why we should be giving it. We talked about how a very small percentage of the community, of our human community, give blood. Really great and fascinating information. And lastly, before we let Mr. Jim Watts go, before we had our commercial break, we brought up mobile blood drives and how necessary they are, how important they are. But, you know... The host was thinking, just because we're hosting a blood drive and we want to help affect positively the community, we want to donate blood, if we're a school and we're having a blood drive, does not that also serve as an opportunity for education? Absolutely. So, you know, in in many ways it serves as education. A lot of times when we work with the high schools, we actually go into the high schools beforehand and and we'll be a part of, maybe it's in a PE class just talking general about blood donation, down to in a health science class. And we're actually maybe doing blood typing out with the students. So we, we love those interactions where we can come out to the class, talk about blood donation, and then, yeah, at the blood drive as well, they're learning that. But what they're really learning is that lifelong lesson that we need people to donate blood. And they learn that at a, at a young age, and we need them to learn that. And so that is such a big part of what we do with our high school and college groups and even middle school and elementaries. You know, I mean, we can do blood drives with them as well, but we come out and, you know, we have different layers of, of what we talk about. But we need people to understand why it's important to donate blood. That way, when they turn 16, they're just as excited to give blood as they are to get their driver's license. And it's a brilliant point uh, as it concerns schools, yet we could properly extrapolate the idea. If we are a business and we are hosting a blood drive event, well, maybe it's a blood drive event and all of the folks that come down, that spend time with us, that work with us, perhaps that shop at our establishment, they can donate blood too. But also, this is a reach out moment. This is a perhaps provide a bit of baked goods to enjoy, uh, perhaps a little reading material while people are there, right? There are so many opportunities for us to use a positive, altruistic event and experience like donating blood to actually reach out further to our own constituents about the things that we're also dealing with and talking about. Yeah, you know, and, and at our donor center as well. So we have a lot of businesses that, that do adopt-a-days with us. And so maybe it's a business who um, they'll, they'll sponsor the day, they'll invite their customers uh, and their base out, and they will give a free cookie to anyone who comes out. Sold. Day, right? Absolutely. And, and we have a lot of great partners there, too. But that's an opportunity, like you said, right? So you're, you're doing a, a great thing, but you're promoting your business as well. So, you know, talk to us about that. We can help get your business out. Or maybe you have an office of 10 people. You know, and, and, and not everyone can donate blood, so we're probably not going to be able to bring the bus out for people. Right. Um, but let's set something up at the donor center. You know, you send your people to the donor center for the week. Just have them uh, let us know that they're there for, you know, 
ABC Bakery, and, and then we can get, you know, you credited for that. But there are just tons of ways to help. Uh, and real quick, just going back to the high school. Please. You know, and we have, um, I, I believe, just about all of our local high schools do donate or have blood drives with us, which we are extremely thankful for. But we have a, a grant uh, program that, that we uh, use with our high schools or all of our education groups, actually. So they can get a little bit of money back, a scholarship or um, money for educational purposes. And it's just a great way that we can partner with the schools in our region. You heard it here first, folks. Impact Life is literally trying to incentivize you in every feasible form, manner to donate blood. Because while the host of this program often likes to joke and jest and use different uh, blood-themed humor, we all got it inside of us. And without it, we are not able to live. We're not able to survive. And so if at the very least, if we're not going to think of others, let's at least think of ourselves. We need blood in case we get hurt. We need blood in case we are in some type of accident. If we knew that accidents were going to occur, we wouldn't get into them. And so we should be least prepared to save ourselves. Yet, no one likes to think like that. Let's think about saving other people. And Jim Watts is always here. Whenever we ask him to come down, he's always here to chat with us about the gift of blood, about how important it is to care about others and about why giving blood to the community is actually giving blood to yourself. Maybe. Maybe. Jim Watts, will you come down and talk to us about blood again real soon? Anytime. Anytime. I'm here. Well, Jim Watts is here. Usually we mention that more O-negative blood is needed. As an O-negative person, I will say that now we need more O-negative blood. We do. We do. We need those O-negatives, O-positives, B-negatives. Um, but really, we need all blood types. We need all blood types uh, all the time. So no matter your blood type, don't let that be an excuse just because you're an A-positive. We didn't call your name. We still need you. We're talking to you, A-positive. <laughs> Get down here and help the community, and we'll appreciate you just as much as we appreciate Mr. Jim Watts. Thank you for spending some time with us this morning. Thanks for having me. The pleasure is all ours, of course. Talk of the town. This is Trent Nelson. Go impact life by giving a bit of blood. And who knows, one day when you need it, somebody might have thought about you too. Thanks for listening to Talk of the Town. We'll be back next Sunday morning. Talk of the Town is a public service of Midwest Family Springfield. If you have any questions about today's program or previous programs, contact the show at MidwestFamilySPI.com slash Talk of the Town or call Midwest Family Springfield at 217-629-7077.